1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From
0: the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And we've got an exciting week of basketball here in Oklahoma City. Not coming to town tonight, you get the opportunity to see... Anthony Davis, and then the Rockets will be in town later this week. Uh, and whatever whatever is going on with the Rockets, it's still a lot of fun when they come into town, especially if there's a healthy James Harden. Plus, there's the whole Carmelo Anthony storyline. So this will be a great week to talk about Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. And I think we've got a really good show on tap for you today. And just in case, since we got this out a little bit late today, and I know I've been saying that a lot lately. We got this out a little bit late today, and you might not have an opportunity to listen to it prior to the game tonight. As always, I try and do my best to make it as evergreen as possible. So what are we going to discuss today? Well, Alex Sabrinas is a restricted free agent at the end of the year, and the Oklahoma City Thunder could offer him a contract, but is that the right thing to do? How should the Thunder ultimately handle Alex Sabrinas and I think it's a little bit early to be talking about this but you do have 82 games into a season he's going to be one of the big storylines what should you do if you're Sam Presti dealing with Alex Sabrinas coming up in segment number two Terrence Ferguson may be finding his stroke it is one game and he did extremely well against the Washington Wizards hitting three three three-pointers but Is Terrence Ferguson really finding a shot? How did he find a shot? Who helped him? Well, I bet you can guess. It's Russell Westbrook. We'll let Terrence talk about that coming up here in just a few minutes. And finally, to wrap it up today, we are going to talk about that dreaded vote of confidence that Luke Walton just got from the Los Angeles Lakers and Magic Johnson. That's right. Magic Johnson saying that they will not fire Luke Walton, which ultimately means Luke Walton is on his way out. As soon as a GM, president, owner gives you that vote of confidence, you know your shelf life is limited. And unfortunately for Luke Walton, his is limited. That the Los Angeles Lakers, who are right now four and six on the year, and uh, those Rockets that are coming to town three and five on the year. Which hey, I should should we not mention that the Thunder back to five hundred? And would be in the eighth spot if the season were to end today. Thank God it doesn't, and there's a lot more basketball to play. My name is Eric G. I work for thirteen forty The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and News Radio one thousand KTOK. And let's get it started today. Oh, real ah! If I don't tell you this, I've been covering the Thunder. Locked on podcast would get so mad at me if I didn't tell you this. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I'm a credentialed member of the media, and there is a website, LockedOnThunder.com, that has every single podcast archived. It also has video and audio from players and coaches. So get your Thunder fix in at LockedOnThunder.com. Alex Abritas looks like he's starting to turn things around, or at least he has in the last couple of games, scoring 25 against Charlotte, and then coming back with an eight-point performance Against the Washington Wizards on Friday, and in that eight-point performance, he goes three of eight from uh, three of eight from the floor, two of seven from beyond the arc. So he tailed off just a little bit, but for Alex Abrines, not bad numbers. He was plus 27. So the Thunder were definitely producing while he was on the floor. And now the Thunder, as Alex Abrines continues to play and continues to improve are going to be faced with the decision of whether or not to extend Alex Sabrinas a contract, or do they let him play out this year without a contract and let him go get an offer because he is a restricted free agent and then decide whether or not to match that offer? If I'm Sam Presti, it's a very simple answer for me. No, I'm not giving Alex Sabrinas a contract extension this year. Alex Sabrinas has not earned a contract extension. Even if Alex Sabrinas is to have... A career season with Oklahoma City. What I don't know if I'm Sam Presti is that just a guy playing well in his contract year, looking to maximize every bit of financial every bit of financial security that he can get himself, or is he a guy that's really improved and is going to be a force to be reckoned with and can help the team for the next few years? And unfortunately, you don't you don't know that. I mean, you're not gonna really know the answer until you get Alex Sabrinas long term and see if he is that guy that you can rely on, or if you see he was just a guy that had one great year. You just you're not. But if you're Sam Presti, you got to be smart about this. And if you're Sam Presti, you don't offer Alex Sabrinas a contract extension. In fact, Alex Sabrinas is the type of guy you can let go. And as the Oklahoma City Thunder you ought to be pretty safe with letting Alex Sabrinas go. And yes, I do know that there have been those players who have played here in Oklahoma City throughout the years that for some reason didn't quite work in OKC and went someplace and got better, and Alex Sabrinas may fall into that category. But if somebody is willing to overpay for him, if you let Alex Sabrinas as a restricted free agent go out, test the market... He gets an offer, and you feel like that offer is too high to pay him, then don't match. Don't get yourself sucked into a situation where you're overpaying for a guy who had just one really fantastic year. And that's still – with Alex Sabrinas, there's so much, so much we haven't seen from this guy. Is he going to be a consistent defensive player? Is what we've seen the last couple of nights on offense something that we can rely on? Those are questions we won't know the answer to, until a few games into this season, and that's why I don't trust him. I still don't trust Alex Sabrinas, or for that matter, really anybody else playing the two-guard spot. Although, when we talk about Terrence Ferguson coming up in the second segment, Terrence Ferguson is doing some things to sort of elevate my belief that he could be a guy long-term for Oklahoma City, and I'll explain what those are coming up in segment number two, but... I also wanted to talk about in this segment, when you look at what the Oklahoma City Thunder have accomplished here on this four-game win streak, one, not only have they gotten to the eighth spot of the Western Conference and uh, they're right now just sitting a half game behind the Los Angeles Clippers for seventh and a full game behind the six and four Sacramento Kings now for sixth. This is where we thought the Thunder would be. Well, we, we didn't think they would be eighth. But at least we thought that they would be in the playoffs and in the hunt, and we wouldn't have to worry about them being in a situation where they were scrambling to get into the playoffs. And I still think that that will ultimately hold true. It's just a matter of these guys getting more consistent. And certainly a four-game win streak gives you the illusion that you are a consistent ball club. And even if the Thunder are able to put together a couple of wins, you get the win here tonight against New Orleans, you go to Cleveland and get a win. Maybe you take advantage of beating the Rockets, and then you're on this seven-game win streak. I still got to see more improvement than what I've seen the last couple of nights. I still have to see a consistent defensive team run out there on the floor and be able to give guys fits. I've got to see the offense continue to look the way it does. I've got to know that Russell Westbrook... Is well okay. Well, Russ is always going to go, Russ. So uh, let's just table that part of the discussion, and we'll bring it back around later. I'm feeling good about Oklahoma City, but I am not going to get overly excited about the opportunity that the Thunder are showing us right now. I, I'm n- I'm not going to just just buy a whole bunch of Thunder stock right now because I don't want to be left holding the bag like I was last year when I wanted to buy a bunch of stock in December when it looked like things were turning around and then the Thunder just proved that they were never going to be able to go on a sustained winning streak of more than a few games, which is exactly what this is right now. This is a four-game win streak. Reel off six, reel off seven. Then all of a sudden, even if the stock is a little bit high, I'd be more than willing to pay my fair share for Thunder stock versus what I have now, which I think... Which right now, if I'm if I, looking at it as a broker, I'm thinking the Thunder are pretty good. I'm just not 100% sold, and I want to see what happens when Andre Robertson gets back. And if he comes back, and he is half the player that he was when he went out, then by all means, buy as much of that OKC stock as you can get your hands on. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment number two. We will talk with Terrence Ferguson, and Terrence will tell us who helped him find his stroke.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
2: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
1: Go to grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you so much for, uh, being with us today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast New Orleans in Town tonight. We'll talk more about that game tomorrow here on Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners is out now as well as Bedlam Week gets started. Subscribe to both on Apple iTunes or at lockedonpodcast.com and you can hear all the Locked On Thunder podcast at lockedonthunder.com. That's Locked On Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. Terrence Ferguson, not a bad night for him on Friday against the Washington Wizards. Um, Certainly his best night since he's been starting for Andre Robertson. Scoring nine points, going three of five from the floor. All three of those shots coming from beyond the arc. And Terrence, that's all the Thunder needs you to do. From an offensive standpoint, that's all they need you to produce night in, night out. And that's actually, it it feels like it's more production than what Andre Robertson is going to give you in most cases. So if Terrence Ferguson can just be that, score nine points a game, then the Thunder will be fine. Ferguson can start. You can continue to groom Hamadou Diallo, bring him off the bench, figure out what you're trying to do with uh, Timote Luwaw Luwakabarro, and then Alex Sabrinas just has to understand that he's going to be a bench player, and when he's asked to produce, he needs to go out and produce like he did these last couple of nights. So Terrence Ferguson finding his shot, who helped him find a shot? Well, don't be surprised when you hear the answer. I forgot what game it was, but I came to the gym like right after the game, probably like 12 o'clock, and Russ was in here, and we just we probably just talked for like 30, 45 minutes, then go home to like late o'clock at night, and it was uh, it, it was really him that started off. It was just like you know, I see you thinking, I see like you have all this pressure. They just let it go. Just play basketball. You know, you made it all this way. Just don't think. Have fun. And it was really him that really got me started. And, uh, and everybody else just came in. And I was just feeling my confidence. Uh, just talking to me. And it really helped. And if, if he didn't say it, for some reason I thought he said it in that cup, but I don't think he did. Russell Westbrook is the guy that helped Terrence Ferguson find, him sh- find his shot. And isn't that what we've been talking about is just relax and just continue to play? And it's not a matter of overthinking. It's not a matter of mechanics. I mean, sometimes it can be a matter of mechanics. But when guys who, who are shooters start to overthink their shot, then they are absolutely dead. It's, it's a lot like baseball. It's something that you've just got to get out and do every day. You've got to get on the floor. You've got to find out how you can produce, what exactly you're you're trying to accomplish when you're out there on the floor, and then just shoot. Shoot the dadgum ball, and when it starts hitting, guys like Terrence Ferguson eventually start to find a rhythm. But the more that they think, the more that they put pressure on themselves, the more harm that they end up doing as far as uh, being able to being a guy that can go out and be helpful to the team. In fact, the more you think, in a lot of ways, sometimes the more detrimental that can be to the team. This is about read and react, catch and shoot. Terrence Ferguson. Let's see if you can do it again tonight when the New Orleans Pelicans are in town. And if you're listening to this podcast after the game, then you already know what Terrence Ferguson did. And you may be swearing at him or you may be saying, hey man, Terrence is finally starting to turn it around. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Luke Walton has got that dreaded vote of confidence. What's it ultimately mean for his Lakers future? We'll tell you next here on LOT. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Locked on Sooners is out. And you can find Locked on Sooners at LockedOnPodcast.com. And that's where you can subscribe to Locked on Sooners, as well as any of our other Locked on Podcasts. You can also subscribe to Locked on Thunder by going to LockedOnThunder.com or Apple iTunes, if I haven't already mentioned that. Apple iTunes, LockedOnPodcast.com. Several ways to get all your favorite podcasts. And we are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, start the clock on Bill Walton. I'm sure that you were already starting it on Bill Walton. By the beginning of this year, you would probably looked at Bill Walton and decided that he wasn't going to be coaching the Los Angeles Lakers for very much longer. And you would be 100% right about that. Lakers fall behind 41-10 to in the first quarter this past Sunday against Toronto and end up losing at home 121-107. During that stretch where they were down by 31 points, Magic Johnson says, yep, we're not going to fire him. We're not going to fire him. No, not going to do that, says Magic. He's our coach. We're supporting him. And that's it, which loosely translates to, yes, we're going to fire him. We're just waiting for the time to be right. We don't want to say it now because, well, you can't fire a coach in the media. You've got to fire him face-to-face. And also, it's a matter of, do the Lakers have their guy lined up? Have the Lakers figured out who they want to coach LeBron James? Has LeBron James figured out who he wants to coach LeBron James? All these questions have got to be answered ultimately before the Lakers can make a move, but I firmly believe that here in the next few weeks especially with the Lakers sitting where they are right now in the Western Conference, just 4-6, and six, which that's, what, one game behind Oklahoma City right now, so you still got an opportunity to make the playoffs. But if the Lakers go out and fire Luke Walton, then, then it will tell us all we need to know about where the Lakers think they should finish this year. Because with Luke Walton, right now you've only got to overcome Minnesota, New Orleans, and Utah to get into the playoffs, and I don't think it's going to stay that way. I don't see the Clippers being able to keep up their current pace. The Kings are a nice story, but are they still going to be a nice story come December? The Nuggets are going to continue to impress for a while. The Spurs will continue to be the Spurs, and then you've got Portland and Houston to deal with. So yes, I still think the Lakers could get into the 8th spot this year. And if the Lakers are being 100% realistic with themselves, getting to the eight spot with that roster that you've got constructed, that's pretty darn good. Anything else I would consider to be gravy at this moment. And for a guy like Luke Walton, you're, you're stuck in a situation where you can make this team better. You can continue to coach this team. You can get them better. You can get them to the playoffs this year. And it's still not going to be good enough for Magic Johnson to keep you around because ultimately when Magic feels that this team is ready to make the move from just playoff contender to championship caliber, he doesn't have Luke Walton in mind as the guy that is going to run this team. There is somebody else Magic has. Most likely Magic's got Pat Riley in his mind, but there's no way in hell Pat Riley's leaving his post With the Miami Heat, he just come coach the Los Angeles Lakers to appease Magic Johnson. And it might be Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson may come out of retirement, but you know that there is somebody that Magic has, and Magic has been talking to Jeannie Buss about, and for Luke Walton, it sucks because you, A, took the job under very duressful circumstances. You got hired when they were down. You've built with them. You've stuck it out with LeVar Ball. You've had to deal with all his garbage. And now you've got to deal with LeBron James, who can be a coach killer throughout his career. Um, I would ask the guy, I would I would submit to you, everyone that's coached him in Cleveland has lost their job. Eric Spolster is the only guy that hasn't. So you've you've dealt with them. Now you've got LeBron James. Honestly, if I'm Luke Walton, I would want the Lakers to fire me. Because I wouldn't want to be around all that drama. I am, If I'm Luke Walton, I'm ready to go someplace else. And if the Thunder get a chance to hire a guy like Luke Walton and bring him into the fold as an assistant to Billy Donovan, that would be a great move. You bring in a guy like Luke Walton to be assistant, it would be an excellent move for Oklahoma City because that guy understands Golden State better than anyone. And that's the team that you, as Oklahoma City... Even though you're 4-4, four and four, that's the team you're trying to take down. This may not be a bad hire at all, and hopefully it's something that Sam Presti is going to explore over the next few weeks in, if, in fact, Luke Walton ends up out on his butt, which I think we can all agree we all believe that Luke Walton is uh, not going to be coaching the Lakers very much longer. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Yes, that's right. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be doing an earlier podcast, and we will wrap up the Thunders game with the New Orleans Pelicans. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, because that's really important to me. And, of course, as always, peace, love, and Thunder up.
1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.